The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. It's movies time. Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie is with us for Minions, The Rise of Gru. So I know this is part of the Despicable Me mm-hmm. franchise, isn't it? Yeah. How many movies at this stage? Five. Yeah, five. Is I know. I'm not stretching it a bit thin. Oh, completely, completely. But I mean, what I would say about Minions, The Rise of Gru is, is the fact that now that it's in its fifth film, it's like a well-oiled machine. You know, that sort of way. Like, it can just really crank these out and... I mean, they're fine. They're good. They're very entertaining. They have a great cast. You have uh, Taraji P. Henson. You have uh, the great Alan Arkin playing this, uh, I guess, like aged biker who's a super villain. Steve Carell, obviously, he's played Gru, like I said, five five times now. So he's well able to kind of get, I suppose, the nuances out of it. I mean, you have Jean-Claude Van Damme playing a French chef with a, a kind of a crab arm. So, like, I mean, it, it's very, very silly, but, yeah, essentially what's going on here is Gru is a young lad. His only dream is to join the Vicious Six, which is this villain supergroup. They themselves are going through a bit of a personality and regime change when uh, Wild Knuckles, that's Alan Arkin's character, is double-crossed by the rest of them. And then he's trying to get this amulet back. I mean, it's 87 minutes long, so it is not leaving anything kind of to chance it is just barreling through the jokes is it very much for a very young audience yes yes definitely definitely so that i mean there are one or two jokes i think that you know there's a scene in it where um grew deploys this fart bomb and a screen on a jaws because he wants the whole cinema to himself which i think anyone can relate to you know um i mean there's another scene when they take charge of an airplane and they fall down and then one of the little minions falls into a toilet and he's upside down and his bare arse is hanging out and that's just funny like i mean there's it's the kind of like yes you look you're chuckling already i was chuckling. I'm more laughing at you <laughs> but like i mean see that's it like it's the kind of double like I would like I have I have the you know, sense of humour of a of a ten year old. I laugh at anything like, but that, but it is that kind of thing. Like it's very broad humour. Like so, I think you can kind of enjoy it for what it is and not think too hard about you it. You know what this is? This is the type of thing that thirty kids can end up going to the whole class as a school oh, 100%, birthday yeah. party, and the poor parents are there trying to glean uh, something out of yeah, it. Yeah, trying to dish out little goodies to the kids, <laughs> keep them all in order, run children in and out to the toilet. It's just and, work, basically. You're describing yeah, work. Yeah. yeah. Well, but also, it's short. And also, and also usually trying to maybe sleep off a hangover at the same time. <laughs> Sorry. Is it, is I, this, I, you're you're I'm just doing back, you I'm yeah, yeah, back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I will say, okay, on that note then, it's like 87 minutes long. So it's, yeah. sh- it's mercifully short. So, yeah. And I better clarify, I never minded other people's sure. children while under the influence <laughs> of a hangover. Okay. What's the other movie you have? Nitram. Nitram. Yeah. So this is why we couldn't get more different. Um, so this is an Australian psychological drama and it's based on the 1996 Port Arthur massacre. And I don't know if you're So that was in... In Tasmania. Okay. In Tasmania, yeah. Um, so this film is, it's, it's very, very, very bleak and very, very tense and very, very disturbing. Um, now the interesting thing about this is, is that the perpetrator of the uh, Port Arthur massacre, he did it because he wanted to be famous. And what the film does, I think, is quite fascinating, is that they never mention his name whatsoever. And when they do mention his name, they spell his name backwards. They call him Nitram. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, Caleb Landry-Jones, I mean, the performance he gives in this is fantastic. He won Best Actor at the uh, Cannes Film Festival in 2021 and won a huge amount of awards in Australia. Yet in Tasmania, there's only like one or two cinemas uh, showed it and there was a huge controversy over it. I mean, Screen Tasmania, which is like the film board for the island, they refused to finance it. Um, People who were survivors of the Port Arthur Massacre came out against the film and said that it shouldn't have been made because, again, the perpetrator of it was quite open about the fact that he did this for attention and that he was inspired by the Dunblane Massacre. Um, Which had happened in Scotland, was it about four years earlier? Uh, no, I think it was actually near enough. It was like, well, it might have been about a year, I think, or something, okay. six months to a year, I want to say, because they go through the timeline of it that he saw a news report of it and then almost right afterwards then he started... Um, His planning. He started planning, he started collecting guns and what have you. And really, the, I mean, what I would say the kind of the central thesis of the film is it's about exploitation because the the central character, I mean, he was intellectually disabled. He had the IQ of an 11-year-old or something like that. And he seemed to kind of fall into money. Like, he it befriended this heiress, this 54-year-old heiress, um, and she died in a car accident that he more or less kind of per- precipitated because he had this habit of lunging for the wheel. And she bequeathed all uh, her money to him and it was something like 550,000 Australian dollars. And then his father uh, died by suicide and then bequeathed him something like 135,000. So he had this huge amount of money, but yet he used to go around and kind of live in high in the hog and he was spending it all and buying drugs and buying alcohol and buying silly clothes and going on these worldwide worldwide trips. And then became interested in guns and he, there's, a, there's this like harrowing, horrible scene where he goes into a gun shop and he's just walking around picking up the guns and the shopkeeper is just like, okay, so do you have a license? And he goes, no. And he goes, oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. You only need a license if you're going to buy a handgun. I can't sell you a handgun, but I can send you this massive shotgun and I can sell you this rifle and all this kind of stuff. And it's interesting, I mean, the Port Arthur Massacre precipitated the National Firearms Agreement in Australia. It was one of the most wide-sweeping gun laws. Yet, the final kind of text uh, on the film is is that there are now more guns in Australia than there was in 1998. So is this movie, though, is it an entertainment or what is no, it? No, it's not an entertainment. It's an endurance test. I mean, that is, is it worth watching? Though? It is worth watching. I mean, I would say it's one of those films that you'll watch it once. It will stay with you. You will think about it for days afterwards. You'll never, ever want to watch it again. But I think if you want a film that will challenge you, a film that, you know, speaks to, I suppose, the crisis in mental health and the crisis in gun laws, especially what's what's going on in the US, I think this film is worthy of your time if you want to have an intellectual kind of, uh, I guess, examination of it. Like, you know, it's it's... It's a lot to take in. It is an endurance test. It does kind of really kind of grip you and really pull you down into it, but it is a fascinating watch. It's called Nitrum. Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie. Thank you very much for being with us here on The Last Word and Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.